Join us this week as we count down to a spaceship blast off across the solar system to fend off cannibalistic alien women in the latest and most comic book-like adventure yet from Dia Film. This is Kaiju vs. History, Gamera vs. Chiron. Welcome back. This is your blade-headed daddy, host Patrick, and joining me is the turtle who likes to swing on the uneven bars. My co-host Miles. Miles, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I feel like I'm constantly mispronouncing the enemy monster name from this this week's episode <laughs> because even though I was listening to it in Japanese, I feel like I'm always mispronouncing this monster. Yeah, I am- I, I've I've said it both. I think of the main ways before Gee, Giron, Giron. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm the same way. And I sometimes I like, I try to like, well, it's so hard it to where it's like it could be either or like it, how it, Frank Black's uh, sings uh, Caribbean or Caribbean in Where Is My Mind, where it's like you can <laughs> read that line either way. And it's brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah, whenever you have a Japanese monster name with an R and L in it, the, you're going to get a couple ways to say it because, of course, they. They kind of mix the two, and we'll talk about his name in a little bit, but he does have a a interesting origin. Yeah, and this but, this this movie is if you have never seen a Gamera, you likely have seen a scene from this because <laughs> it plays in the title sequence of Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand and has delighted millions over the last I mean, thirty years. What, what I mentioned, yeah, that's the that's the she dance. Of Astro of, Monster. Of the, yes. It's hammer it going it, over the bars and stuff. That is it classic. It is a classic thing. And if, I mean, the movie deserves a 10 for that in terms of cultural significance alone. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I, I, I will say. It, it, each one of these movies are our main director and vision behind Gamera series. Noriaka Yuasa has made this more and more kid friendly to the point where we, we get here, I think is kind of the apex of the series as far as kid friendly entertainment goes, despite it being also some of the vo- most violent <laughs> content of the this series is a very, uh, I would probably say despite this is one of the more, yeah, that's the bloodiest Kaiju movie. I think we've had so far. <laughs> Gamera versus Giron. And, and I mean, when you have a knife headed creature and, mm-hmm. and you don't have some stabbing, uh, you, you did it wrong. And then this movie has some stabbing. I, 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 yeah. I honestly am kind of shocked at how much this, this impaling, movie. slicing, chopping, dicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, this. This movie was released to Japanese theaters by Dai on March 21st, 1969. On a double feature with mm. a movie that we are not going to cover, although very delightful. Uh, very Yokai t- Monsters. Tangential, yeah. Yeah, Yokai Monsters along with Ghosts. I think we do. We're going to watch one of the recent Yokai movies down Cause, the line. Because it's got our our, our yeah. friend in it, Daimajin. Daimajin. Uh, but before we start talking about our, our favorite turtle who isn't a ninja, Patrick, please tell me what's in a title. Right. So as we said, there's a little bit of 
consternation on how you pronounce this monster's name. Uh, see, mostly referred to as Giron. I think I said Giron for for the longest time. I think I did too. It is supposedly named after the guillotine. So Giron. Uh, okay, that, would, that, would that makes sense. Make a lot of sense. Yeah, because it's a big knife head. The kind of phonetic spelling of the the japanese characters is g-i-r-o-n so gairon probably would be the, the closest gamma tai daikaiju gairon gamma versus the giant monster giron or giant evil beast giron is the our main japanese title in the united states it was called attack of the monsters which is as you know close as <laughs> the, the the next movie in Toho's arsenal attack all monsters or no all monsters attack is that the why can't I even remember it they're, they're very similar even though this would of course come out after that movie in the United States this this one would, would come out after the next Godzilla movies which is a little confusing but you can understand why they might want to name this similarly to the more popular at least in the United States Godzilla films both coming out here in Japan, though, in 1969 in Italy. We just talked about how Destroy All Monsters had a King Kong title <laughs> in Italy. They not only had King Kong, but this was called King Kong against Godzilla <laughs> in its release and can't really be further from factually correct for for that title. It doesn't seem like we have any mentions of Frankenstein. Oh, unfortunately, no. That, uh, maybe that's just for. Re- reserved for Godzilla <laughs> because we haven't gotten a lot. Maybe, maybe it wasn't released in West Germany where, where that happens pretty, pretty often. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I'm looking at the Italian poster for King Kong Contro Godzilla, and there's a kind of Godzilla like monster on the cover. It does have camera. It does have gear on, but also <laughs> King Ghidorah is on there. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But that's that's just what they would do. Try to get people in the theater. And then they're like, what is this knife headed monster? Oh, he's chopping someone up. That's fine. Let's go. <laughs> right. So that that is our our title here. Pretty simple with the Gamera movies. You know, mm-hmm. it's Gamera versus a giant, giant monster for the most. Yeah, part. I on one hand, I do love when, you know, the Godzilla films try to have a different title or do something a little wacky. But you cannot go wrong with title character versus title character. I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. Yeah. It, it maybe it's a little confusing if you're looking at a big list of them and you don't know, you don't really recognize the monster's name. It's like versus Viros versus Giron versus Jiger. I don't know what these are. But. Yeah. I mean, it, in, in that sense, it is nice to throw in a little terror mech Godzilla in every now and then or a mm-hmm. all monsters attack or destroy all monsters in between versus things to like spice things up. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. I certainly like when they do stuff like terror of mech Godzilla. But yeah, Gamera doesn't really have that. I mean, I will say in the, the Heisei uh, era, you do have, you know, Gamera one, two, and three and the brave. Like, it's very, very boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they have their own subtitles and things. But... Sure, but it's it's Gamera, Gitamera, uh, Attack of Legion, Revenge of Iris, and right. then Gamera the Brave. And here it's Gamera 1, 2, and 3, the subtitles, and then the Brave. So <laughs> yeah. I, I do like that we we, ha- we they, they kind of made that, I feel like, a little more friendly to people 
in that respect. Because like you said, I don't know who these monsters are. Not until I watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I know who Gamera is, but I don't know. I don't know this Joker for nobody. Talking about the plot of this movie, we do have a very, very similar story that we just saw in Gamera versus Viros. Uh, yes. They <laughs> did not reinvent the wheel. We've got evil aliens. Uh, this time, instead of super forming to a giant kaiju, they control a kaiju. So they have their own kind of Ghidra in this universe. And yes. This, this it's a, a fairly convoluted story. We've got an alien ship. Well, coming do they to control Earth him or do they? I, yeah. I, I was a little lost on that because I also thought that they, they lost all of their stuff because of it. Well, yeah, I think it has that their civilization has kind of gone off the deep end, <laughs> but, and I guess they're the only two left. Yeah. It, so, so, some of this got, got a little lost in the weeds for me. <laughs> they have, it's, it's interesting, bad. They're very, I mentioned they were cannibalistic, but they're also, they're like survival of the fittest kind of aliens. And that's one of the things that makes them some of the, even though there's just these two women and outrageous, uniforms some of the scariest villains i feel like we've gotten in a kaiju film they're they're, they're kind of like evil witches you know well, that i mean lure these kids in to eat them yeah they, they definitely feel and this is gonna sound weird but the most 80s of the aliens so far <laughs> I, because I can see that there's the, there, yeah there's a sinister a legit sinister element to them like yeah they're not just like trying to take off like they just want to eat its brains <laughs> well they also i think want to go to earth yeah to and, eat more brains yeah and take over and, and things like that and they've got two tykes in akio and tom in their way but also <laughs> a giant turtle so i mean yes gamera once again living up to his title friend of all children i, I love this turtle so so much the 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 kind of <laughs> adventures and babysitting-esque like adventures <laughs> this guy goes on <laughs> for the sake of two jackass kids <laughs> joyriding in an alien spaceship um uh. i i do want to talk about the same thing that i complained about last week in destroy all monsters mm-hmm. these movies have a continuity we've seen that in the last one where the the, the aliens looked at gamera's prior battles right. to get a sense of them so how come everyone is still shocked that aliens exist? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. We we've seen a alien ship on on Earth. We I mean, tons of very trustworthy Boy Scouts yes. witness witness Gamera fighting a ship on Earth, and then also a giant squid like <laughs> right. Monster. And everyone everyone knows who Gamera is. And I mean, because when they, when these two kids who are just like. They see a shooting star. They they see a spaceship that's got its doors open, and they're like, mm. "Yeah, we're we're gonna commit grand theft spaceship." <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, the the fact that nobody believes the little sister, and that's like her main plot is trying to get convince. someone to help her brother and friend. No, no one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, they're probably just in the woods somewhere. It's like, well, that's not a lot better. <laughs> yeah, well, because they did try to establish that these two are, are certainly what like in the last movie supposed to be little scamps that they, they kind of pick on the neighborhood like watchmen with a dart <laughs> gun who 
I need to know the manufacturer of that dart company because those darts do some serious damage. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of a lot of fun. Officer Kondo, played by uh, Khan Amura, um, he's our comic relief, but he actually does care about the kids because when they go missing, he's the only one that kind of goes on the the trail in you know a B plot that obviously goes nowhere because yeah, it, the, and, the majority and, of this and, movie takes place in space. And this is, I think, the biggest problem with this movie, like last week. The human element in concept is fine. It's great. It's the execution that really, for me, falters this movie a little bit because yeah, these kids are are nowhere near the Jim and <laughs> Maceo. Uh, that sounds correct. Yes, of Gamera versus <laughs> Viros. Yeah, yeah, and they, they're just so much fun that they had their little scout uniforms and they had their their own strengths and powers that kind of made well, they, it to. They also the, the felt script. like their own individual characters that had some sort of story behind them. They do. They try to do the same thing here. Like Tom is clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's there, I guess, because his dad's a military guy. And so we get kind of a little bit of that, but like he and Akio, I mean, are little rascals themselves, but they, they don't seem to really have the, the chemistry and the energy that Jim and Maceo brought to mm-hmm. the film in, in the last camera film. And I think that that for me is what really makes this movie suffer because those those prior kids are so likable that, and these kids are fine. But there's an there's an element of mischievous fun. I think that's missing from them. There's a certain energy that just isn't there for me that makes their story land a little flatter because the mm. story itself is very good. Yeah, well, it's it's very different. We we are mostly on an alien planet here, but I, I do tend to agree with you that they're a little more damsel in distress in, in needing, like they're very lucky Gamer shows up when he does on yeah, this they, they, Terran they just, planet. They call out and Gamer is just zipping. At first they're racing Gamer and then they're like, wait a minute, we're yeah. we're kind of SOL. Yeah, the, the alien ship autopilots them to the Terran planet. And I, I never got, was this their ship? Like, why was it empty? How did it get there? Yeah, so <laughs> apparently this was supposed to be kind of a, a Venus flytrap situation. Like, I think it they I think they said it was there to uh-huh. kidnap somebody. It's so silly, but I guess well, that makes sense. So here's the thing. Why, why did they come with it? And, you know. <laughs> well, so here, here, here's, well, there is that. But for me, I want to criticize those kids. But if a alien spaceship landed in my backyard and the door was open et phone home let's go yeah i'm 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 already on board i don't know why you asked the question what what if they uh, take space clippers to your head (laughs) and have a little look i'm not saying it's a good idea i'm just saying i would do it so i can't blame i can't blame you know mutt and jeff (laughs) for for doing this because I, I 100% would. As an adult, I 100% would. Miles, not even to mention it being as a kid. Do you hold in your heart the fact that on other planets, they could live without war or without traffic ac- accidents <laughs> all over the place? Man, the, the, the attempt at quote-unquote social commentary that these movies try to <laughs> shoehorn in with the kids' last interview, which has so, happened more than once. I, sucks. <laughs> when, when I first heard that line, you know, when they're looking up and, and theorizing about these alien worlds, I was like, oh, that's a terrible translation, right? That's got to be a world without war and traffic accidents is hilarious, right? But supposedly there was a, a 
huge, alarming number of of child deaths due to car accidents in Japan in the 1960s. So this was like indeed social commentary for for a kid's kaiju movie at the time. Well, it doesn't make sense to us watching this, you know, 60 years later. (laughs) But but um, it does make sense, like, you know, because there is the whole thing about in the 60s. Because you had all these accents, like the government issued out yellow caps to make children, you know, more visible in congested areas. You know, and which, I, I've seen young Japanese school children in media with those caps and bright caps on. I, I had no I, clue what they were about. Yeah. So I think that that context is is honestly pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it's the same thing with red caps, because we saw a lot of kid actors with red yeah. caps. Well, I'm wondering if just a, a brightly colored cap was kind of the, the fashion. Yeah, because in of vogue. Oh. Yeah. it's one of the reasons why i like doing this podcast is i get to find out it's like what is the cultural context of that it it makes me wish that even though we have stated over and over again that we're not academics so the history part of this is a little loosey-goosey uh it does make me wish that we uh, you know had the opportunity to make this more professional and and do some (laughs) deep dive into actual history well that's close Um, enough and i mean the next camera movie is is going to be soaked in history as well because they decided to tie that film to like a World's Fair, like an actual event that was happening I'm in there. Japan you, at you the give time. Me, you give me that kind of situation, I'm always there. I, I love when they do I, I My favorite Batman movie involves a, a mm-hmm. version of the World's Fair. So, I, what, you know, what doesn't make a lot of sense is in this very kid-friendly film, Miles, with a wish for world peace and less traffic accidents, we get some of the most graphic depictions of kaiju blood guts and gore <laughs> I, I, we've, we've I, I ever disagree. seen i disagree because what do like bordering on tween kids want to see more when they, <laughs> they when they're watching two monsters fight they want to see the blood i mean think of the attitude era of wwf slash wwe in the late 90s which was yeah. a massive massive hit with kids well and I that mean, was when wrestling was at its bloodiest in the mainstream audience like, i i appreciate that we as much as we kind of disliked it we did watch voyage into space <laughs> you know for the podcast because that was super violent as well and just like that show and and compilation film when this came to the United States, it was heavily edited. So it's just a little difference between. Oh, um, yeah, East no, the, the, uh, I can I can already hear the the pearls being clutched by the the parent watchdog groups or the or AITV. Like when they saw this, like all this blood, like <laughs> it I, was I, I in fact AITV. <laughs> yeah. Of course it was. Of course. Well, it was. yeah, I mean, I just want to talk about it a little bit. One of the reasons yeah, Euron is my favorite monster is he is introduced in the most wrestling way possible. You know, you show the new bad guy going up against an old bad guy and absolutely mopping the floor with them. Oh yeah. We get to see space gauss, which yeah. is just silver painted gauss. <laughs> I, I, li- I like seeing space gauss as a jobber and then getting squashed by gear on. And I think oh, I, yeah. I agree with you. I think that is the best way because we saw what a regular gauss did to Gamera. It took and, like three fights for them him to finally take on right. so see, and take him out. So seeing Giron just fillet this creature decapitate yeah, as well. Automatically like sets up, oh, this is a this is a threat. 
Yeah. And I I just I think it looks so cool chopping up a kaiju into like steaks, even though there's a lot of things that don't work very well for for that movie uh, for like continuity wise. But it's just it's so much fun. And while bloody, it's it's also also like green blood, isn't it? Like, I mean, the it's kind of purple, I think, for Space Gauss. But yeah, while, while he's chopping up, Giron tries to like eat some of it. And supposedly it's very it tastes bad because he, he says, you know, basically like a ew kind of sound in, in Japan, like, ooh, yucky, yucky kind of thing. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta deep fry them birds. Yeah, no, I, I would I would suggest some kind of flame breath if you and <laughs> Gamera could make yeah, amends. Yeah, Gamera just need to let them boys up. They would have gotten along just fine. That s- segment is kind of another thing similar to Destroy All Monsters that was because of budgetary concerns or the speed of the production, they actually had another monster that they wanted to create for this movie. And in fact, it was supposed to be like a, a monster. They, they had rough sketched out called manga manja, maybe M O N G A. And it was supposed to be kind of like a flying squirrel monster, which I, we've had a couple of near misses. We didn't, we talk about that on the lost Kaiju episode. Uh, well, we talked a about flying squirrel monster. Uh, another, yeah, that they, they well, no, that one of the things that the Gappa film was potentially going to be what was, it was a giant flying squirrel. Um, and there's not that many like that kind of flying monsters besides Varen, of course, the most well known. But I would have loved to have seen that, even if they oh, were here just to get killed on this I, weird alien I would landscape. Love a giant flying squirrel, or like the equivalent of like. Bucky from the Bucky's franchise, like as a kaiju. Yeah, it, there are some interesting designs. It kind of looks like a furry in <laughs> Some of the descriptions of it. But let, let's talk about I, I really want to talk about Giron himself, because, like I said, it is one of my favorite Gamera villains in, in general. It's a villain that makes me wish I mean, and I often wish this for this franchise that they had more money. Oh, well, they if they do a lot with what they have. But they I mean, if they if they just had like some good chunk of change just to spend on Giron, and honestly, I, this is I'm a broken record with Gamera, but homie needs a new suit. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, th- there's a, a charm to how bad Gamera looks, but it there there is, and that Giron, charm wears out very quickly. <laughs> Giron is my favorite gamma villain here in the Showa era, despite how bad he looks. They the team that had worked on Virus and Barugon, unfortunately, were busy making Yongari when this film was in production. So they had to go with another effects studio to build the the Giron suit and it is is bad (laughs) like they made a quadrupedal kaiju even though it feels like it should be bipedal which and there's some some art i've linked in the notes here of it standing up in in kind of a a bipedal fashion which would have looked great Mm -hmm. but for the most part he's he's on his ground on the ground on all fours but his suit isn't really made like that we're gonna see jiger in the next movie that very much does look like he's designed to be quadrupedal like Barugon. But yeah, they there's also plans to make him more like a, a fish like in nature, kind of have like fish on. Yeah, that yeah, it is still a slicing blade, but some kind of more natural creature in 
in fish like and also flounder like maybe like more like half of his body maybe have like the two eyes and the suit actor would have to get in it like sideways but yeah all these design ideas they ended up kind of just with a giant knife-headed <laughs> monster with not a lot else going on but yeah i mean I, I i think the concept of the character is great and again i because we've been watching these movies like i don't think Giran looks that bad all things considered but i just it makes me wish they had some real money to spend on that outfit because I love the concept of the creature. I love the idea mm-hmm. like of the creature that they have. I would love to see that creature given like a couple million bucks just to spend on that suit to make it look just gnarly. Some pretty cool abilities besides it, you know, is his main offensive thing, which is of course chop chop knife head. Yeah. He, he's got the ability to shoot or first like kind of summon through his skin and then range to fire <laughs> shurikens, which. Yeah, he's got these like telekinetically controlled shurikens that pop back to him like they're Captain America's shield and they're they're awesome. Yeah, we're, we're going to see more villains that have crazy bloody things that they fire out of orifices and things like well, that throughout the, this- the series. This is what I kind of enjoy about these creatures over some of the more kind of traditional type of monsters that we get from the Godzilla series is that when you look at the cast of characters from Gamera's rogues gal- gallery, they're wild. They're weird. One yeah. shoots out a killer rainbow. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they they get real weird. And like Godzilla does get weird in the, in, in the show era a little bit, but it's not really into the Heisei era that you get some really weird stuff. Well, in the Champions series, the, the later half of Showa, you get some interesting monsters. Yeah, but like, like that, but the, the Gamera I monsters, I mean, you're going to get something wacky and wild. And that is something I deeply appreciate about this franchise. Yeah, I've said a few times, I think Gamera is closer to batman in in this kaiju universe and godzilla is your superman your super monster i would reverse that Mm, really yeah because i mean batman is not the friend of all children (laughs) well batman's friendly enough batman's not gonna like scoot across the galaxy to save a couple of goober kids superman will (laughs) godzilla's got the attitude problem that seems a little bit more Batman-y to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying uh, at least from the point where it's the rogues gallery for for Batman is really a, a selling point, whereas the mm, Superman mm. himself right, right, sells right, right, right. his book. Okay, okay, I see. I see. I see what you're saying. Well, I mean, I disagree. I, I think Superman's plenty interesting, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I see what you're saying. Or maybe we should make a Marvel DC comparison. To, for oh, yes. the, one's Daredevil, one's Moon Knight. The <laughs> studios, yeah. What would the, the equivalent be there? But yeah, the, not not a lot to to write home about for the, the camera in this film, except there is a miniature that they put on a bar and rotate around and things like that. But yeah, we, we talked about the cast a little bit, the kid actors. I do want to point out that Miss Akiyama and no, Oh, the, the actresses that play Florbella and Barbella are, are quite fun in this movie. Um, Riko Kashahara and Hiroko Kai. I do like that. They, Barbella turns on Florbella as soon as she's like about to I, die and just like see ya. <laughs> I, I do that. I, I I have to I have to wonder if if that 
name, at least the English name, is a reference to Barbarella. That came out the prior year, right? Or did that come out in 1969? That's actually a great question. I didn't. 68 came out in 68. Okay, so the the year before is very possible. What do you what do you think about the the Terrans in this movie, Miles? I, it it's very nice going from kind of joyless killax and destroy all monsters to these evil ladies at the very least. I, I I enjoy them. I think they're great. I think that I also love that they don't really have a plan. Like they, they, <laughs> oh yeah, they're making it up as they go. Yeah, I I, I genuinely love that. Like they yeah. just want to eat these kids. They, they could have they easily act- they could have easily like gotten them hung out on Earth and then had a buffet. They chose not to. Like that's that's what I love about them. They're just they're they're kind of dumb, but they're also <laughs> geniuses too. And yeah. but I I gotta give them, I gotta give them credit for this. They they legit shaved that kid's head, and that <laughs> is I I. One of my favorite parts. Rewind the scene because I was laughing so hard because I like that kid's head's getting shaved. This is not a fake out. (laughs) They also put him in a device that look makes it look like they're about to crack open a hard boiled egg after they (laughs) shave it. It's just the this little Japanese boy's bald head sticking through, and you know that's a that's a kind of a frightening scene. I think for kids, like I said, no, it's I I mean it's it's certainly dark in its visual representation. I agree with that. I, I got from them evil, wicked witches, you know, in a gingerbread house about to eat these these boys. And that is a very fun kids plot. It's very scary in a lot of ways, but a lot of fun. And of course, Gamera is there to save them. And he that's when he arrives on the planet after the head shaving. <laughs> and I did want to point out that Umeno Suke Izumi is the new Gamera suit actor for this film. And does a lot of fun. There's mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a, a dancing segment when Gamera gets hit with the shurikens that, I mean, he actually looks like he's in a great deal of pain in this movie. You know, when the mm-hmm. knife is is cracking his his shell and things like that. I was yeah, worried it's, for it's, Gamera. It's really good. Do you have a, a favorite scene in the film, Miles? I mean, I think my favorite scene goes without saying. Mm-hmm. And but other than that. I mean, honestly, I think the battles. <laughs> no, don't go without saying. What's your favorite scene? Is oh, it? Oh, come is on! It, 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 the, it's it's hanging ten on them bars. <laughs> the the loop de loops. Yeah, it's it's loop de loops. It's so good. But mm. I, I would say, honestly, the the battles in this are phenomenal. I think the yeah. the kaiju battles between not just between Gamera and Gyron, but also Gauss. I think they are so fun. I think they're very physical. It, I mean, it really feels like a wrestling match and some of this mm-hmm. stuff. You get some real violence. I'm a huge, huge fan of the fights in this film. And I feel like in in that aspect, this film absolutely delivers Gamera versus Giron. Uh, Giron. Yeah. I, I think that... You get multiple fights, too, between them, which is... Yeah, which is and I, I feel like more so than a lot of the Toho stuff, which often like builds up for a grand fight, you might have a little thing here or there, but like this one is just full on yes. like these guys tussling through a good chunk of the movie because we also know that Gamera cares about these kids. Yeah. Yeah. He's there to save them. He travels across the solar system to save them and yeah. does so. Well, at first he gets his shell kicked <laughs> pretty bad. He's bleeding mm-hmm. profusely, sinks to the bottom of their lake or 
ocean or whatever, but yeah, comes back strong and with their help bifurcates that missile and sends it. I, I love the ending of that fight sends the, the missile through the, I guess the weak point on gear on through the shuriken like hole, <laughs> just like spears them like a toothpick with that thing. And then he blows up, which is a, a lot of fun. But yeah, there's some some good action. And I think unlike some of the other gamma movies where it's like a plot that is being served by the kaiju elements, if that makes sense. This one has plot that serves the kaiju fights and like the the setting and things like that. The 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 planet of, of Terra or whatever this this alien world is also used very well we could see a good deal of it from the interior of the base to mm-hmm. all the different areas where Gamera and uh, Giron get the fight they go in the water there's technically some air battles a lot, yeah, lot of there's... fun stuff and the fact that this is like a micro budget you know <laughs> compared to destroy all monsters I was I was really impressed yeah in, in terms of the battles themselves I, I 100% agree for legacy of this movie, there are some some people that say there are design similarities because there's like a horn on the Legion Mother in Attack of Legion, and it also comes from outer space. I I would say that's kind of where they end. We do get a baby Gamera in Gamera the Brave threatened by a kitchen knife, <laughs> which yeah. is which is a cute little reference to it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm such a fan of that movie, so yes, I agree. <laughs> I. When I saw Pacific Rim for the first time, I swore they were heavily referencing this film with the kaiju knife head, mm-hmm. which is like its actual name. He has like it's less of a cleaver and more of a like a horned sword <laughs> for for knife head. But it has a, has a strong resemblance to, to gear on. But Guillermo del Toro said he had never made that connection. It was unintentional. The artist that pitched knife head had not seen gear on before. So unfortunately, no, even though it kind of does fit for, you know, the, the legacy of this film, not, not a true connection. I believe gear on is referenced though, in the sequel Pacific Rim movie as when they're like going through like known Kaiju outlines i think he shows up but still i i think there should be more this is like i said one of my favorite gamma monsters so i kind of wish kind of wish we'd gotten them sequelized whereas the the monster in gamma the brave is probably closer to jiger than anything or baragon as far as as monsters go are you ready to get to the rating miles i are you, am are you prepared here <laughs> i i I, mean, I have i have been i have been warned about i have a precognitive disposition of what patrick is going to do here well, and i mean patrick has some idea from how i've talked about how, how i am going to go with this oh, one so i'm gonna i'm gonna argue up you up i i can't i can't change your opinion of this movie as like personal enjoyment goes and I Correct. think you, I think you're totally right if you or anyone is right if they enjoy versus Viros or versus Jiger more than this. They're very different movies in, in a lot of ways, even though they all have like those main kid protagonists kind of tying them together. But this one is definitely my favorite gamma film of the Showa era. Now, I do have to preface that because 
I like like all the Heisei <laughs> movies more. But yeah, rewatching this, I've probably watched this movie three times in the last year, a couple times in the last month in, in preparation, and I've enjoyed it more each time. I've watched the Sandy Frank MST3K version, the the version on the the Arrow DVDs. And yeah, it's just it's fun. It's fun through and through. It's a fairly serious kaiju flick, despite the childlike veneer. <laughs> and it is under 90 minutes. It is so short. It is so sweet. No, no part really drags for me. And there is a flashback segment of the film, but it's really short, you know, whereas the one in versus Viros kind of dragged on in the American version, at least. Right. So I, I could throw this on any time. This is a 10 out of 10 enjoyment for for me personally what about you miles so like i said for me the the two kids who are kind of the crux of the human story just do not have the 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 energy the chemistry or the just straight fun energy as the je ne sais quoi yeah as you know tom and or jim and maceo and that that honestly does hinder a lot of my enjoyment for this film because kaiju wise, this movie is a banger, but I just felt these kids were, they're not completely devoid of personality, but they're, they're not great actors and they're not super fun to watch. (laughs) And when a lot of the movie is hinged on them being in danger and I don't really care (laughs) that like, at least like when, when, when Jim and Maceo are running on the spaceship, they're having fun. They're kind of silly. And here they're just they're they're a little touristy. Like yeah, there's the there's there's certainly some fun scenes, but I I just don't think either of those kids are that strong, and that really just slows this movie down for me because there seems their scenes seem longer to me in a movie as short as this is. Mm. Now that said, the kaiju battling is top notch, top notch, yeah. and so I while I think this movie has some superlative moments. I think it is, and I think it is a great kaiju movie. I think it's just great. And mm. so it is an eight out of 10, just oh. in terms of personal enjoyment, because while those kaiju battles are tremendous, I think everything else just grinds the movie to the halt. Despite, despite the fact that I think that the villains are, are fairly interesting and the concept mm. is sound. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I think technically this one uh, of our three rating systems <laughs> is is getting the lowest score. It's not getting a perfect score from me because it is far from perfect. I feel like they did more with the limited budget here than they did with versus Viros. And I think they were kind of similarly funded. We've got a whole alien planet, a, a more kaiju battles in this movie. I think more special effects or kind of general miniature effects than mm-hmm. in versus virus like there's very little building destruction or interesting locales in in that movie for for the fights alien spacecraft and the the interiors left a little bit to be desired like i said i i did have some problems with garon's pseudomation with his his suit construction but not perfect but still great exceptional i would say so i i gave this a nine out of ten for the for the technical aspect i imagine you might be dinging a little bit for <laughs> mm-hmm. for script wise what what's your technical take 
Uh, my technical take is not too far from you. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sta- I'm staying pretty solid on this one. I can give it an eight again because of the acting of the kids, the suits. I, I I'm with you 100. percent I'm definitely digging it a little bit for that, mm. especially Gamera's suit. I'm I'm a little less upset about Giron him being a, a brand new construction than I am Gamera, who just kind of like I understand there is some charm there, but like <laughs> I think there's. I think what, what bums me out about the the amount of money that they choose to not put into the Gamera franchise is that the potential is so great. And like, yes, it is charming and low budget. And that's part of the reason that we love some of these movies. But this this series can be so much more. We've And because we've seen the future, it becomes so much more. <laughs> and well, it, it does it does bum me out a little bit. You're you're comparing it to to other generations, but yeah, they, I'm not uh, comparing it. I'm just saying I know what <laughs> can be done, and I mean this hasn't stopped me from digging some Godzilla films for the exact same reason, and I'm still giving it an eight. Like it's still great. It's it's great, but yeah, I I I feel like we are a little spoiled with if we do try to compare this to Godzilla because they made they've made so many Godzilla suits mm-hmm. in, in comparison. Not right, and I so wish they would just make another camera suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're gonna be waiting a little while. I, I mean, know they, I am. They might have. I mean, they definitely made. I think a new miniature. <laughs> for for this movie but not a lot of new suits they've definitely well i think they changed out bits of the the head for this movie we didn't really talk about gamera too much but change out bits of the head to make it the eyes look a little kinder i think for this one and, and versus virus but mm-hmm. yeah if it ain't if it ain't broke <laughs> don't fix it miles <laughs> what about for the evocative nature why don't you tell me what you where you think this stands as um I am He's a kaiju art. I'm giving it a nine for this one. Mm. I, it's another one. I mean, honestly, like the last one, I think this is purely indicative of the Gamera franchise and what makes it special. I think, you know, you've got the the ring around the rosies with his little pole dance. And that has, I mean, continued on to MST3K. It's become a beloved thing that people bring up about Gamera. If they know about Gamera at all, a lot of people were introduced to that turtle from that initial seen in the title sequence of MST3K. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this movie does have some icon I- I- iconography that's been brought through time. Also the design of the monster. Giron has always been looked upon as an interesting creature, whether people are doing so lovingly or making fun of the series. Like it has been a spotlight of the Showa era Gamera films. And I think Despite the fact that it may fall short in some areas, it does perpetuate the fun to all children. It keeps that going, which helps, I think, further establish the character of Gamera. And while it, to me, does not hold the the strength of the last movie, a lot of people seem to really flock this one. And for very similar reasons as I gave the last one a nine, I have to give it to this one too, because <laughs> they're it, it very similar. That. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do a lot of, of the same, I think for, for the series. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like this one, this one kind of feels like the invasion of Astro monsters for me though, just because we're, we're taking off planet. We're done doing a few different things. And this is the only gamer movie that has, more than two kaiju in it, I think technically, not including your your flashbacks and and what have you. I gave this one a higher score, a ten out of ten, because while I think the evil alien shtick 
was done already and we get some very similar carbon copy boy protagonists maybe a little less interesting we get gamma's protector in in versus virus and this one and friend of all children and i feel like this is really the apex of the entire showa gamma films that movie and this one mm-hmm. maybe they kind of go downhill from here but i feel like this is gamma as most popular and for a reason they thought versus virus was going to be the last movie and it did so well they're like oh we got to keep keep it up so they they made a kind of a similar movie and, and stole bits of invasion of astro monster and, and things like that uh, but part of the reason I, I really enjoy this one is i i definitely enjoy gear on a lot more than king Ghidorah. but yeah i feel like this is the silliness the seriousness blended together is why Gamera was able to compete at all with Godzilla in, in the Showa era. Yeah, I would agree with that. And this movie, yeah, offered that up, offered up all the fights that we want to see in Godzilla movies, the monster screen time we want to see, the cool locations, things like that. So still, still pretty high for me. So with your score of an eight, and mine closer to a 10, we we averaged together to a nine for the podcast. I knew it was going to happen. I knew we were going to get some <laughs> some tens, <laughs> some full tens for for a Gamera film. But still probably the highest rated along with virus for us here. A nine out of 10 for the, the podcast. So. Pretty good still, I would say. Pretty darn good. I could talk about this movie all day. We don't have any more time, though, today, Miles. That is okay. If people want to spend more time with us, they can email us at kaijuversushistory at gmail. They can follow us on Twitter at kaijuversushistory or visit our website at kaijuversushistory.com. So please rate, review our show, comment it, share with your friends. Let us know what you think. We'd love to talk to you. I mean, last week we fielded a, a fan question, so we would love to do more. Yeah. Check out our letterbox account to see all our, all our reviews and our watch list of films. But we do have to end the show, Patrick. So oh, thank you. No. And thank you, listeners, for continuing to listen to us. And we will catch you next time when we delve into the soon-to-be burgeoning film landscape of cheap King Kong knockoffs. Oh boy. That's right. Tune in next week for History versus the Mighty Gorgoth.